Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is 3 p.m. April 14th, 2018. Welcome to Journey into Passion with me, Anika S., on Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for tuning in today. You might hear a little background noise because there's construction going on in the area, but we're going to keep moving forward. Now, during each show, I always hope you will be inspired and encouraged as we continue on our journeys into our passions. And I also hope you will hear something that will challenge the way you normally do things so that you will go from working on your passions to realizing them. Now, don't forget to catch up with past shows of BJ Speaks on Everyday Folks Lineup, and make sure that you are keeping up with the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today, I am celebrating my 50th show, and I have had some amazing guests that have been spotlighting in video promos. You may have seen it on my social media. And it's including my Facebook page and my uh, blog at nekmadison.com. I'm so grateful to all of them for hanging out with me and for these past almost two years. Can you believe? I can't believe it's been two years already. But they have been helping me to inspire all of you and encourage all of you, and they have just been amazing guests. And I hope that my words have inspired and encouraged you as well. The second anniversary show is going to be coming up on May the 12th, so make sure that you keep up with my Facebook page at www.facebook-journeyintopassion with a Nikkei S. And for more information on that show and upcoming shows as well. And just thank you to all of you who have been listening for these past two years. I really appreciate all of you. Now, make sure you are also keeping up with the year-long Turning Point series. You can see the posts from the creator of Black Tongue, Capri Johnson, and relationship strategist, Dr. Ashia Wynn. You can see those now. And then spoken word artist, author, and magazine editor, Zarina Frey, is going to post hers next month. And you can also expect to hear her on the show as well. It's going to be an amazing conversation. So expect a new video or post during this month's series for the rest of this year. Today's topic of discussion is the passion project, Finding You. If you're feeling like you may be losing your way, feeling stuck, or you're feeling like nothing is working on this journey, because sometimes it just doesn't work out. And if you're feeling that way, then this is the show for you. Now, during this show, we will talk about how to find your way back and discover new ways to realize your passions. Listen, all is not lost. We are going to talk about it, talk about that with my very special guest, whom many of you know from past shows. And she is the inspiring Shay Hood, who has had some changes in her, in her life since we last chatted. We're going to catch up with that. But to let you know who this great woman is, she is the current outreach director of Belglade Life Center for Christ Fellowship Church. For over 20 years, she has worked in the organizational management and has been involved in inner city outreach ministry and mentoring programs. Shay has been married to her high school sweetheart, Shandon, for 14 years, and they are raising three amazing boys. 
She is a two-time three, stage three cancer survivor after a, di- a death that, okay, I'm going to say that one more time because it's important. She is a two-time stage three cancer survivor after a death prognosis in 2014. She, Shay's passions for fitness led her to become the founder of the group Get Fit Forever. She has a passion for poetry, natural healing, and has a heart to transform the next generation. She leads several women's groups and believes that her greatest impact will be the lives of women. And she considers any time with family, enjoying tea and the beach, a win. I hear that. Now, if you have any questions or comments for Shay or myself during this live broadcast, please call 347-539-5372 and press 1 on your keypad when you are ready to, to talk to us. Now, Let's begin the conversation. We have a lot to talk about. Ms. Shea, are you with us? I am with you. Hey. Yes. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Let's get, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. Let's break down the bio of yours because since, since we last chatted, Got something new going on. So tell us about your role as the outreach director of the Belgrade Life Center for Christ Fellowship Church. So, um, the, I think the biggest thing about um, my role is I get the opportunity to empower um, students from the ages of five to nineteen every single day, while loving on their families and the community through events through um, just kind of building relationships with them and bridging the gap of opportunity. So um, actually the Life Center is an aftercare program in the city of Belgrade. It's in the heart of the inner city. So we see sometimes some of the worst of the worst, and we get to be a part to rebuild a lot of those kids. And we do that through um, academics, through tutoring, through life skills training, through um, recreational and social-emotional um, skill building, and uh, we really just like to have fun with them. So I get to serve the city of Belgrade by looking over that entire ministry and um, really just loving on the community to um, watch lives transform. Awesome. That is incredible. And you're always doing so much great work. And as I mentioned in the bio, you are a two-time cancer survivor and was given a death diagnosis. Not only did you survive, but you thrived, and you continue to, to pursue your passions. So, of course, today we're talking about pursuing your passions, you know, just even when things are just going wrong, you know, things are just falling apart, or maybe something just dramatic happened in your life, and so you have a, a major life event, and as you did, and so how did you co- come through that and still be able to pursue your passion? Uh, you know, in a very crazy way, it pushed me to my passion. Um, mm. A lot of what I've learned in my, my life is that um, I'm not who I am in spite of everything. You know, like I can mm. talk about hardships that have happened. I can talk about how horrible it was to – um, go through the journey of, of being a cancer patient, having lost family members and people that I love to cancer. But in all honesty, those things were the step 
took for me to become who I am. So because mm-hmm. of those things is how I went deeper into my passion. Because of those parts of my journey that um, made it super tough, you know, it was never promised that it would be easy. So I learned that because I've definitely had to go through a lot of things that were very challenging. And when you, when you hear that you're going to lose your life, you know, a lot of people, we live knowing that we're on a clock, but not until somebody actually tells you that that clock has a time, then it becomes real and, and you have to put it all on the line. And so when I was walking through that time, I went through the depression. I went through um, being angry at God. I went through faith struggles. I went through all of that. And it built me to, if you want, you're not losing everything. You're gaining everything. It empowered me to know that I had a purpose and a destiny and that I was still here because that had to be done. And that those things became gifts that I could give to other people on how they could do their journey. And so my passion became people. It became life. Mm -hmm. It became empowerment. And all those things in my journey helped me to be able to do that. Yeah. I I completely agree with that 100%. You know, when you go through you go through something unexpected and um and you and of course I can't relate to the cancer diagnosis, but I can certainly relate to going through something that just throws you off and, and you're thinking, okay, now what? But yeah. I can definitely relate to you saying it's pushing you to your passion because one of the things that I realized like you said, life is short. And you realize how much time you've wasted, and now you realize, oh, I have got to pursue this. I, I can't, I can't, I can't um, keep avoiding this. I can't allow fear to keep, keep pushing this away, keep pushing this away. And you realize just how much of your life is really connected to your passion because that's so much yeah. a part of who you are. So I completely yeah. agree with that. That's absolutely. You know, someone so, told me once. Mm-hmm. Um, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Someone told me once no, go ahead. that, um, or I heard that um, I was asked the question, I was in a group, and we were asked the question, what's the richest place on earth? And, um, you know, everybody starts thinking of the, the practical things, India, China, you know, you think of all those things, graveyards. And the point oh, of the question yeah. was to say that the problem is most people die with everything mm-hmm that they needed to add richness mm-hmm. to the world and that most people yeah. never actually live out their potential. And so they die with it. And the richest place right. that is full of all those things of life is the graveyard because people die with that. And and when you think about Absolutely. it like that, you realize that um, all you have is right now and that yeah. the time that we spend, we lose ourselves finding ourselves. And the time that we spend mm-hmm. worried about the worried about the results, when I was laying in that bed and I was not knowing if I was going to live, it wasn't the money, it wasn't the experiences, it was the regret of what have I not done that I should have done mm-hmm. and I'm going to die not mm-hmm. having done it. And that pushes mm-hmm. you in a way that it really isn't even explainable. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. I know a lot of people that are listening to this can relate, definitely relate to what you're saying. And I hope 
that these words push you towards your passion because it's not promised. It's not promised, guys. It really isn't. And so just to um, quickly tell us about some of the women's group that you lead and how you want to impact the lives of women because I thought that was very interesting. So I'm at our church, I'm a member of Christ Fellowship, and we have something called Sisterhood, and that's her women's ministry. And what I've had the opportunity of doing now for a few years is um, leading groups of women that just get together and learn about what it means to take off all the hats and just be who God called you to be, that we get together, we study, we, get, we love on each other, and you learn so much about the importance of community and support. And the one thing about women is that we're almost in this culture of it's competition, that I'm always looking at you to see who you are on the outside, and I'm trying to beat that that I'm trying to be better than what I see or I'm trying to be like what I see instead of saying I can love who you are because together we can. And so a lot of these women's groups exist to figure out how we can together, how we can love together, how we can pray together, how we can support together, how we can build together, how we can cry together, how we can learn together, um, how we can study God's word together, how we can be moms together um, in some cases when you're hanging out, how we can be kids again together. But just a mm-hmm. lot of those groups really have – one of the things that has impacted me is just the ability to get a group of women that may all look different and may all seem in different walks of life. And when everyone gets together, assembling them to know that God really stands behind, that we're all the same and we're learning and we're sharing, mm-hmm. and we're caring for mm-hmm. each other. So um, what yeah. I've had the opportunity to do is lead a lot of those groups and um, and really just kind of watch women grow. And I've been able to impact them with my story and the things that God has placed in me that um, that I believe, you know, I've, I've, I mean, you know, growing up, I've, I've done a lot in my life, and I don't mm-hmm. mean professionally, but I mean, the things that you can't tell people because mm-hmm. they're the things people don't mm-hmm. expect you to know. And a lot of those situations grew me. A lot of those things, you know, I'm one of those people that it's just the way I've been wired that you can tell me the fire is hot, but it's like until I touch it, then it's not really <laughs> real to me that it's hot. And I'm going to run yeah. into that wall because I see it till I All hit right. it head on. I don't really, really know that it's as hard as you said it was. And those right. things have been lessened, that the mm-hmm. the repercussions have been lessened that I get to share and I get to use yeah. my testimony as a gift to impact those women who are looking for the same thing that I was looking for when I came to a women's group, which is how do I get past what I'm going through right now. Right, right. The thing with that because I, li- I like the way you said that because, you know, you, 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 you're the person that goes and sees, is it hot? Is it hard? Is it, you know? And so for somebody like myself, like I've been on the, I've, I've been on the fearful side. I'm the one that says, okay, I believe you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to yeah. go. I'm not going to go. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. And so I like that happy medium to where you, you just, okay, yes, I see that fire is hot. 
I believe that it's hot. I don't have to hurt myself to find out that it's hot. But at the same time, you can say, I'm going to, I'm still, I'm going to pursue that thing. You know, it's like, I'm going to push myself right. to, 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 to get to that passion, you know, and not be fearful, you know, even in, in, in situations that maybe, it look, maybe look big and maybe look very difficult, but we need to learn from somebody like you that says, I'm, I'm going to go try it because I think I can do it. <laughs> you know, right. because I think right. I can do it. You know, so right. it's that happy meeting. I, I had an S on my chest. Right. right. Not doing anything too dangerous, but going for it. <laughs> you know. Right, right. I mean, and that works for some people. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many different personality types, and that's the wonderful thing about getting a group of women together who are willing to be vulnerable to each other is learning from those different ways because, while I might be as stubborn as stubborn could be, and maybe you're not, there's some woman in the room saying, well, I'm the kind of the middle. You know, I'm kind yeah. of like, uh, maybe I want to touch it. I'm in kind of confusion. and But you get the opportunity to share with that woman to say, like, I know you're still going to touch it because you. I know I'm going to tell you it's hot, and I know you're going to touch it anyways. So as you walk through having to live with the fact that you're burned now, now that you're walking right. through that, I just want you to know these are some ways you can recover This is because you're right. going to do it anyway. But this is how right. you can recover from that. And, right. you know, it's just beautiful to see women get that vulnerable and real with each other because we need each other. You know, um, yeah. our church just went through a 21-day fast, and mm-hmm. – one of the things in devotion that we were meditating on is how important community and support is and how much Mm -hmm. people go it alone. Because sometimes people feel like finding yourself is I've got to go sit on a beach all day and and one day there's a wave that's going to reveal my life and my dreams to me as I sit there and listen to the oceans. And then someone else may say, well, if I just keep writing in a journal, but Sometimes finding yourself is sitting amongst people who can talk to you about what they've done and and watching them be the Bible that you need to read in order to get where you want to go. Because sometimes it takes to hear wise counsel. And then knowing that Jesus did the same thing. He he surrounded himself with 12 men for counsel Mm -hmm. and for community and support. And as long as we mm-hmm. have that, sometimes finding yourself is in that vulnerable state of how can you know what? I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. I don't know how to get past this. What did you do? And sometimes just right. having a community of women who'll just be real and and, yeah. and take all the hair and makeup off and just be real and say, you know yeah. what, this is what I did and you know what, if I can say one thing to help you, this is what it is. That should there should be more of that. There should be more of that. We we as women we we need that, and that that's a great segue to the actual topic of the passion project, finding you, which is today's um, topic, and which I thank you very much for helping me uh, <laughs> helping me with that. And when I think about a passion pro- yes, when I think about a passion project, I th- I think about it in three ways. First, because I I kind of broke it down in my mind, and I thought about. The, your passion is a part of who you are. 
you can't, you can't, it's like a limb. Even when the limb goes away, you still feel it. It's still there. It's not going to go away. And so I thought about it as you are the actual project. And I say this because we often distance ourselves from the passion that we pursue, thinking that it's just something that we want to obtain. But because it's a part of who we are and our purpose, we represent the passion itself. You know, I am a passionate person. I'm, a, I'm, I'm an encourager. I, am, I like to inspire people. So it's a part of who I am. So um, it's just not something that we can, we can separate ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that's the right. first thought that I, I uh, thought about. It. And so I want to get your thoughts on that. You know, um, I've heard my whole life um, in, in hymns and stories and, and scripture that um, we are clay and we're always being made and we're always being formed, and we're always changing, and we're always taking on new shapes. And it's never finished, really, because no matter what, we're always constantly evolving. And the good thing about clay is that no matter what, it still has the ability to take on new shapes as you make it, as you're forming it, as as you add new pieces or as you take away pieces that you don't need anymore, it's still something that's moldable. And I think that's us. That's our whole lives. I think our whole lives, we are constantly molding ourselves into what God is calling us for in that season, because God may Mm -hmm. reveal to you that in this season, you're one thing. And then in the next season, you're being molded into something totally different. And then in the next season, now you're shaking off stuff and pulling off stuff to be molded into something else that either you need to be or someone else or something else in your life needs you to be. And then you get past that cycle, and now you're being molded into something else. And I, yeah. think, that, and I think that that's, that's what we have to learn in life, that we'll never know everything, but we can yeah. do the best with what we have right now. And we can know right. that um, – we can know that that it's okay not to be that perfect formation, but constantly yeah. be forming. Constantly, it's, right. it's really not about perfection. It's about progress. It's about going forward. Absolutely. And if you're working on yourself, then you see that I'm clay. I'm, it's okay that I'm still being formed. It's okay that I'm still being made into more. It's okay that I'm still adding pieces and being molded into a higher structure. And then sometimes I'm taking those pieces off to become something totally different, but that's okay because that's what I was yeah. made to do. And and if yeah. you look at life like that, then you're not putting as much pressure on yourself because sometimes we as women, mm-hmm. there's so much added pressure in everything around us. Everything is telling yeah. us to be something. It's telling us to be skinny. It's telling us to be fatter. If we are skinny, we need to put on more weight. It's telling us to be smarter. Mm-hmm. It's telling us to be more pretty. It's telling us to have longer hair or shorter hair or or lighter skin, or darker skin, or or whatever, more awards, more recognition, but really just be more of who you are and be okay with what that is and make that into the best form of you possible. And And as your situation evolves and as God takes you through seasons, you're constantly molding into whatever that is, and that just teaches you to be flexible. It just teaches you to know that, that if you are working on something right now, there's so many pieces to you that God's going to use that in different ways. In this season, 
he might use you to be the nurturer. And in the next season, Mm -hmm. you might need to be nurtured. And in the next season, Mm -hmm. you might be the teacher. And then in the next season, he might be teaching you something else. But knowing that it's okay to be flexible in those seasons, to just be whatever you need to be at that time, and that it's okay to be a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you are just tuning in, we are in the middle of an inspirational conversation with the incredible outreach director and power speaker, Shay Hood. If you have any questions or comments during the live broadcast, I am watching the boards. It is 347-539-5372, and press 1 to let me know that you are ready to ask your question. And I'm also monitoring the emails at anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. That's anikepassionjourney at gmail.com. You can email me today during the broadcast or anytime, and I will make sure to get your question answered or read your comment. I would love to hear from you. Now, one of the things that, like I was just saying before, is that um, we can get lost. You know, there's, things can happen in our lives, and all of a sudden we, we think we're on the right path, we're on the right journey, but something happens to throw you off, and you can just get lost and think, well, am I on the right journey? Am I doing the right thing? People can talk to you. People can put things into your head, and next thing you know, you're thinking, well, maybe I'm not doing the right thing, even though all this time, from the beginning, you knew this is it, this is the way, I, this is the way I'm supposed to go, but all of a sudden you let all that noise in and you start getting lost. And so when I thought about that, I said, well, one of the things that always helps me is to know that because the passion is a part of me, I can always find my way back. Even when right. something happens in my life, and throws me off, throws off track, I can always come back because it is always with me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so um, I, I, think that's, I think that's, you know, something that's really important. So what do you think? Well, I think, I think that's it. You know, I think that everything around us is always going to influence us in some kind of way. Life is going to influence yeah. us. People are going to influence us. Um, and it will sway you. And um, I think that's probably one of the biggest detractors and demotivators is I thought I knew where I was going, but mm-hmm. something happened, and now I got turned around. You know, um, I heard someone else say that we have this internal GPS, and, and, and it's our God placement system. And it's, you know, not as it's more so about that, we've got this road we're supposed to be on and we just keep taking turns along the way. And somehow we're, we're, we get rerouted, but then we reroute ourselves on top of that. And (laughs) that's so easy to do. But I think knowing that no matter in life, if, if I were to think personally about myself, no matter in life, what I've done, I always go back to the center of who I am. No, whether I'm doing that in reflection, whether I'm doing that because it's an action, if if it's a moment where I'm in regret, where I'm like, oh, I knew I should have done it this way and I didn't, I always go back <laughs> to the center of whatever I started. I always get rerouted yeah. back to the where the road, and maybe I took myself very far off, and now I've got to go back 
and try to get back on the right track. But being plugged into the center of who you are is the most important thing you can do. And that's a part of finding who you are. We're so influenced by everything around us, and it makes us become something we're not. That one day you just look, you're constantly taking on everything around you. You're like a magnet of just junk. And then you look at yourself one day and it's like, how did I get here? How did I get to this place where, like, I used to be so vibrant. I used to love to do this and I used to love to do that. And I used to always, you know, I hear people say so many times, this is not me. I'm not this. And it's like, but it is you because this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe it's not what you should be, but it's who you are. And it's so easy to pick up the junk in life that will reroute you and it will take you away. But if you're centered on something, it's that same thing that um, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything because Mm -hmm. you have to stand for who you are on the inside and knowing what, what that means. For some people, my personal choice is I stand on God. I stand on who he calls me to, and no matter how many times I run away from that, he brings me back. For some people, it's right. it's another form of spiritualism, and it's another form of religion, or it's something else. But whatever that mm-hmm. is, if you stand on that, then it will keep you true to who you are and right. what you should be. Right. And I love that because I always, I always think about when you, especially when you're starting the journey and you, you keep it in the back of your mind of who you are. And I also add the why, why you have started this. Why did you get on this journey? The who and the why are the two most important things to me. And, right. and, it, and I, I use it. It's like a roadmap, you know. It's, anytime you get off track, those two things are like a roadmap will, like you said, will bring you right back to where you're supposed to be on this journey because all of us get that message. We all, you know, when we start something, we always get that message of, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, I got it. I got it. Boom. This is, um, you write it out. You have your vision board. Everything is great. And for a while, everything's great. It works. Okay, you're learning new things. You're, you're striving. And then that thing happens. And, and when that thing happens, you got to go back. It's like, Go back to the vision board. Go whatever it is that will trigger that who and that why. Got to go back and get it. <laughs> got to go back and get it. So, and you know, yeah. it's trusting the process too. It's trusting the process. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when I talk to people, sometimes it they lose their way because they don't trust what they feel like they're supposed to be doing. They might mm. be a great whatever they feel they're they're. You know, we have these head-heart battles that my head makes room for me professionally, but my heart is where my passion is. But maybe my head would make me more money than what I feel like is in my heart. So I'm not going to pursue what's in my heart because I want to make what's in my head. If I, yeah. if I am connected to what I think is going to work for everybody else, so if I try this thing over here, maybe – it's going to disconnect me from things I don't want to be disconnected from. Maybe it's going mm-hmm. to make me look like something I don't want to look like. Maybe I have to change my lifestyle. Maybe things about mm-hmm. me, maybe I feel like I've fallen so far that what it would take for me to get to what I want to do might seem unrealistic. It might seem unrealistic 
that I'm 50 and I always wanted to be a dancer. And now at 50, it's too late. So I can't, how am I going to, how am I going to journey into the passion of something? I don't believe in myself. How am I going to say that um, if I am, how am I going to say that if I want to go and travel and be a world renowned food tester, I don't have the money to do that. It's my passion. Mm-hmm. It's my. It's what I want to do, but I can't afford it. Or maybe I got to go back mm-hmm. to school, and I've got kids, and I just got a divorce. And how am I supposed mm-hmm. to go back to school? I can't afford that. Those mm-hmm. things will do the same thing to you. They'll make you believe. Oh, yeah. They'll take you off your course. They'll change. Yeah. That sometimes the first thing we have to do is we have to clear the junk in our mind. We have yeah. to make sure that in order for us to understand that roadmap, that we're speaking clearly about what that is, that the voice of, you know, sometimes when I have my GPS on in my car, I do it while I'm listening to music, and sometimes I don't want to turn the music off. So the GPS is talking to me, but I can't really hear the music. I can't really hear the GPS because I'm so focused on the music and the GPS is talking to me and telling me to go one way, but I'm taking myself yeah. some other way because I'm distracted by something else. And that happens right. to us, that we, that mm-hmm. our, that whatever's inside of us is telling us to go in a direction that we need to be going, but that voice is not clear because we're distracted by whatever else we're choosing. We're distracted yeah. by some other narrative. We're distracted by low self-esteem. We're, distra- we're distracted by not being physically adequate or, or, or financially adequate. We're distracted by it, and we create this narrative that overpowers what we should be listening to. And if right. we can get that together, if we can understand yeah. that, that in order to change my circumstances, I have to change the circles that I stand in that's mental too, that touches people. I have to change the circles I'm putting in my mind and what I'm putting around me and what I'm surrounding myself with so I can now be empowered to hear what it is I need to hear and have something different than what I've always had. Right, right. And you mentioned something in there about um, how we look, and that's that's one of the biggest, I think that's one of the biggest deterrents for people is that they don't want to, they don't want people to see them in certain ways. Like for me, I didn't want to do videos. I was, you know, I didn't want to be on the video. I didn't want people judging how I look or whatever. But the message overpowered that. The message that I had to give overpowered the way I felt that I was going to look in that video. I just no longer cared <laughs> because I knew yeah. that people would pay more attention to a video than something that I wrote. And the message was too too powerful for me to keep to myself. God gave me something too powerful for me just to, to, to keep for me. I had to deliver it. And so I, you know, created the video. And a lot of times we just, we think about, oh, oh, oh no, I don't know. I, I may look, some, people may see me a different way. People may, who cares, <laughs> you know, because yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, if you don't if you don't fulfill your purpose, that's on you, and and all those yeah. and, and none of those people matter. They don't care, <laughs> you know. They don't. They don't. When it's all said and done, and you're by yourself and you don't have it, they are. Um, they've moved on. They've gone on. You're sitting without it. 
you're the one Mm -hmm. who has to live with whatever you didn't do because you're the one that's going to be held accountable. Um, Something that I was taught is and that I actually apply in a little bit more of a concept than it was taught to me is that we have to be thermostats, not thermometers. If I'm the thermostat, Mm -hmm. then I create the temperature. I, I determine what happens in everything and every area of my life. But if I'm just a thermometer, I'm reacting. I'm reacting to what you think. I'm reacting to what people say. I'm reacting to my finances. I'm reacting to the circumstances of life. If I'm just a thermometer, I'm reading all the temperatures that have been placed on me. Instead of me being the thermostat that says, you know what, I get the right to control. I get to control what I do with my life, that my ceiling is as high as I make it. And if people did more of that, then they would they would say, forget what everybody else has to say. I create this. I own this. I'm the diva. We all talk about being divas, but that's what it really means to be a diva, what it really means mm-hmm. to be a queen, what it really means to be empowered. And we take all of these boss slogans and all these things you hear and all these memes and Twitter sentences of what we are, but in reality, being able to control being able to control in a real way is what really mm-hmm. makes you who you are and what really makes you yeah. a boss, that you step into a room and everything adjusts to you instead of you adjusting right. to it, pretending like you're the one right. in control. Right. And when you see that, people say, be the boss. be," the, And then behind that, you might hear them say, this is how you do it. Instead of, right. instead, and then you internalize that, this is the they're telling me how I'm supposed to do it when you're supposed to be your own boss. This is the way you do it. Not they they right. do it their way, you do it your way, you know. Don't don't yeah. let them teach you that okay, if in order for me to be a boss, I have to do it like this. And then back in mind, but that's not who I am, but I'm gonna do it because they make a lot of money, so they obviously know what they're doing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes but, people talk too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's not. People talk too much. Sometimes people tell others because we're looking for validation of our idea. We don't trust our idea. So we start choosing people to talk to our stuff about. So I want to know what you have to say. And then as soon as you say it, now I no longer trust what I was thinking because mm-hmm. he gave it to me, but then I'm giving it to you to figure through. Now, I'm coming mm-hmm. to you to say, what do you think? And then as soon as you tell me what you think, which you were never supposed to matter in what I think, now all right. of a sudden the only thing I'm thinking about is what you think. The only thing that I care <laughs> about is what you feel. And it doesn't matter right. anymore. Like now I had this great idea and I was ex- I was excited about it and I just knew mm-hmm. that this was what I was supposed to do. And then I started talking to you. And now you start saying, oh, I don't think so. You shouldn't do it like this. And, oh, I know somebody <laughs> right. who tried it. And, uh, right. it didn't work. And then now it's like, well, you start doubting yourself and saying, like, well, maybe I was wrong. Instead of right. saying, like, you know what? I was, I was supposed to trust in the one who gave it to me in the first place. Exactly. And if I had trusted in the one who gave it to me in the first place, that's where my resources are going to come from. Because if you shoot down my idea or if you talk about my idea, I still have to resource it. I still have to put in the labor. I still have to do everything. All you're doing is adding two cents that I don't need. Right. 
Now, let me throw a wrench in this. Let me throw a wrench in this because what if you ignore it, you go, th- you go for it anyway, and it doesn't work? And you're thinking, well, oh, maybe that person was right. <laughs> let me throw a wrench well, in. <laughs> well, I don't think, honestly, I believe whenever you're, whenever you're doing something, and this is something I have learned, whenever you're doing mm-hmm. anything in life and you're moving forward, you're not trusting one source. The only source that you should trust completely is God. But when you're right. consulting wise counsel and you're researching, you're looking into multiple things. You're looking into multiple avenues. You're looking for multiple voices to speak to what you're doing. If all I'm doing mm-hmm. is putting all my eggs in the one basket of what you said, because right. if I don't do something that was put into my heart and it's only because of what you said, what I should have done is researched what you said and then based mm-hmm. on that research made an educated decision because really yeah. all you're doing is planting a seed and I'm watering it. I'm either watering mm-hmm. it to get rid of it or I'm watering it for it to grow. And right. if I don't decide that that seed, if, if I throw that seed out and I say, oh, I don't need it, I don't want it, but I never did any research. I never, mm-hmm. I never dug into what I should have been digging into. I never looked deeper. If all I'm doing is, oh, well, you told me that it wasn't going to work and I didn't bypass it, then I didn't do all of my homework anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Right. And, t- and talking to anybody, and I can relate to what I'm about to say next, is that for people who have been working something for a long period of time and – it it just doesn't seem like it's working. Like you just you work at it, you work it, but it doesn't seem like it's it's just ever going to come to fruition. And one of the things that I I was thinking about when when I was thinking about this particular thing, and I realized a lot of times first the first question is, is this attached to my purpose? Is this attached to my passion? That's the first thing I think about because is this something that God really wants me to be doing? Then I think about, am I Am I in the right direction? Because sometimes people, you, you can work on something so hard and then you realize, well, wait a minute, I'm really not supposed to be going in this particular direction. And that could, that could be the, the thing that's throwing you off. And then so that, at, that time, at that point, then you've got to kind of be quiet and still and listen to the one that's given it to you so that you can make sure, okay, yes, I am going in the right direction or I need to reconsider the direction that I'm taking, and I and I and I thought about that. I said because you know, you, 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 if you work on something for so long, you're like, what, what in the world? Why isn't this working? And you ha- and some you just kind of step back and say, well, wait a minute, I'm maybe I'm not in the right direction, or maybe I'm not working it correctly in the direction that I'm going. That makes right. sense. It makes complete sense. I think that. Um that is probably one of the biggest detractors, too, for people. Um, so Thomas Edison, and he, you know, we all talk about what he did with the light bulb and, and all those things, but his son actually wrote a book. And um, in that book he was saying that everybody was always um, talking about his dad's invention, that everybody marveled at what his dad was able to accomplish. What people don't know is that before he actually invented that bulb, it took him a thousand tries. 
It took him messing mm-hmm. up a thousand times. It took him right. trying and being rejected. It took him working at it and second-guessing himself. And then it took him to finally immerse himself into what he knew to be true and being connected to what he knew was right in his heart and continuing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And then he was able to create the light bulb. And so what that spoke to me is that the process is not guaranteed to happen in our timing. It's not even necessarily guaranteed to happen the way we want it to. We see so many stories of people who tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed, but they never stopped. Tyler Perry, tried and failed plays, tried and failed, tried and failed. Steve Harvey, living homeless, tried and failed, tried and failed. Oprah, tried and failed. Now we look on the side of them. We want to be like the end result, but we don't look at that process was hard. Look at what happened when um, they created the personal computer. That happened Mm -hmm. in a garage as a back idea that happened over time that they tried and failed and tried and failed, and they tried to condense the computer. Remember, the computer started out as this huge mechanism in one room, and they had to keep working it and working it and working it until it is what it is. If, right. if you know when it when something is a passion, it burns. There's a difference in oh, people yeah. who just dream ideas, just dream ideas. Mm-hmm. Like you just today you wake up and you're just creative, and then you have people who have burning desires, who have hobbies, who have things that when they do them they feel in their element. That's how you know that you're doing what you should be doing because when you're connected to it, it feels mm-hmm. like that's where you belong. And the more you work at that, the more you educate yourself, the more you surround yourself with people who know more than you, the more that you try and fail and try and fail, but you keep trying. You're falling back, but you're looking forward. You're always falling down and looking up because you never stop because that's what passion does. It drives you. You never stop the drive. Even if you let go of a project that doesn't work, it still doesn't mean that the passion goes away. It just means your motivation right. goes away. But you always look mm-hmm. at it and say, I wonder if. You'll never not have that what if. No. What if I had just tried no. it? What if I did? And then your stories to your grandkids are, I used to want to. And you're telling those stories mm-hmm. because it's still in you. You just never pursued mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. And I I love to hear the stories on the news. I those um sometimes they're those last five minute stories that those feel good stories of that person who's seventy five years old and decided I have always wanted to learn how to do this and went to college <laughs> and got a degree. Yeah. You know, and I love those stories and people are oh, you know, I'm i I'm forty five and I'm and I like that seventy five year old is looking at this like, Really? <laughs> So, yeah, KFC, he didn't <laughs> franchise KFC until he was 80 years old. Right. You know, when you hear those stories, he was 80. When I'm 80, I tend to, I want to be done, like trying to, I want to yeah. already be yeah. there and trying to see more. But right. that burning desire is now one of our favorite meals at dinner time. We love KFC. <laughs> we drive through it. We we can't get enough. Exactly. We can't crack the right. code. How did he do this? But it didn't even right. franchise until he was eighty. Right, right. And I I love I love people who I love being around people who are just passionate about things and and well into you know eighties. Now I don't care how old you are. I just like if you can just keep that going and keep that level of passion going. 
and be, and that cu- level of curiosity going, you know, yeah. you, your life will always be always be full because you're always trying Absolutely. trying to do things and trying to aspire and trying to grow and trying to be better than and and learn. You know, that's 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 a great life because you just yeah. you're always doing something. <laughs> And you're always following that path. Absolutely. And you know, if you show great. me your friends, <laughs> if you show me your friends, I'll show you. I don't even know who said that first, but if you show me your friends, I'll show you your destiny. I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. Because in the yeah. end, what you surround yourself with keeps. I yes. I love working with kids. They can be bad sometimes. I can dream of doing choking them sometimes. <laughs> I won't do it, but I'm saying, like, I can dream of that, but I love it. I would never do that. I love my baby. I would never do that. No, but, I mean, my point is, you know, there's the good, there's the up and the down, but I love it. They keep me young. When I'm around them, they challenge me to go back. They challenge me to do cartwheels when I just want to go home. They challenge me to think of things and and do crazy dances and they challenge me and when you're around people who challenge you it will force you to do the things that you may not necessarily feel like doing you may not even you may be afraid to do them but Mm -hmm. when you do it you realize that it was the environment that pushed you it was the environment that made you do it and that's important That's that's vital to know that you have to surround yourself with forward thinkers and forward movers in order for you yeah. to really get where you want to go. Because if all you ever do is sit on your idea, if all you ever do is sit on what you're doing, then that's a part of why it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and it's so important to surround yourself with, because I know for me um, I'm uh, part of the South Florida Writers Association and I went to a meeting and I went to a workshop today and just that kind of, atmosphere of of other creative minds other you know just you know even even as people are reading their works i'm writing down titles because i'm getting that inspiration i'm getting that and and now i'm thinking about other things that i can do and new things that and how i can grow as a writer and how i can do these different things and it's so important so anybody if you're if you're a chef be around other chefs if you're if if you're a business owner be around other business owners Get that into you. Get that into you, and so that when you are pursuing your passions on this journey, you will have that that inspiration all the time, and, and you'll be able to just push forward and push past things that are going on. It just it makes such a difference to get that into yeah. your into your your space into your head all the time. And oh my goodness, it's it makes all the difference in the world. That's that's so true. Um, John Maxwell says that um, if you truly want to succeed and soar, find someone who's already flown to the height you want to be. Mm. And I highlighted that in his book because it's so true. If you really want it to go somewhere, identify the person who's already gone Mm -hmm. there. And if if they haven't, find the person who's not as close to where you want to go and find out what they did, what was right, what was wrong, how did, what were some of their lessons? What were some of their hard knocks? Yeah. How can you be mentored? Sometimes the Bibles that we have to read are the people that are walking around. They're the things mm. that we need to know. Sometimes that's the Bible we should be reading in addition to the Holy Bible. But that sometimes mm-hmm. that's the Bible that we should be reading are the people that are around us because their experience is gift 
to what we need. Um, we mm-hmm. talked about this before, and um, it's that if there's one thing in life that I truly believe and I've learned personally is that um, I always thought I was the seed. I always thought I was I was the tree. I was the seed. I'm actually the garden. I'm the garden. Mm-hmm. We're all gardens. And if I know that everything around me is planting some sort of seed in my garden, and that could be a weed, that could be a flower, that could be a tree, it could be anything, and I'm constantly watering those seeds in my garden. And if I'm, and as I'm watering those seeds with whatever, I'm growing the fruit of whatever I've placed in my garden. And now those fruit is, and now that fruit is spreading to other gardens. That just like mm. when wind blows in any trees, it blows the seed, it blows the things around, and then that becomes a seed for another garden. So if we're planting good seed in our garden, if we're planting that and it's growing, then we're spreading that seed to others. And that's what we should be looking for, people who are spreading yeah. seeds that we need to grow yeah. in our garden that's going to help us be able to grow the trees we want to grow. Absolutely. And if you can believe it, we are down to the last six minutes and 38 seconds of the show. It has been an incredible conversation. And what I wanted to do, out of curiosity, I asked you this question two years ago. What have you learned most about yourself during these past two years? Since it's been almost two years since we had that question, I want you to answer that question for me today. Um, I think... What I've learned most in um, the last two years is that um, that I have to learn, okay, not to know everything right now. Mm-hmm. That I, we live our lives sometimes always either feeling like we have the answer or always needing the answer or always um, always feeling like, what I know right now is going to get me every place I need to be. And what mm-hmm. I'm learning is that I'm always learning. And that if I'm always learning, that I'm learning to be quiet more. I'm learning to listen more. I'm learning to be the last to speak. I'm learning to use wisdom. And that mm-hmm. if there's anything I've learned mostly, it would be that I have to learn, that I've learned that it's okay not to know everything. Because I'm constantly learning, I'm constantly teachable. If I think I know everything, then I've stopped, and I'm only relying on what's already there instead of saying, you know what, there's more, and I need to reach deeper into that. And I think that was a big lesson for somebody who's as stubborn as me because when you're stubborn, you hold on to it. You don't want to let it go. Yeah. And that has got me in, like I said, a lot of of situations. But I've learned Mm -hmm. it's okay not to know everything right now. And then I'm always learning awesome. and I'm always teaching and I'm always grabbing. I record I wrote down what you wrote what you said two years ago and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say what it is now. I'm gonna post it on my Facebook page, Facebook dot com slash journey into passion with an EKS. And so if if you're listening and you heard her answer for today, you you can you'll be able to hear see her answer two years ago on my Facebook page because I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, I, you know, I love to see the, the, how people evolve and how people grow and how people learn new lessons. So that's, that's, that was very interesting, very, very interesting. All right, we are down to the last four minutes of the show. 
And I would like, as always, to give you the opportunity for your final thoughts. Oh, what's my final thought? Um, I think one thing that we as people need to know sometimes, we are more than enough. And us plus God wins the fight. That we're Mm. grabbing for so much in our life, but there is no more majority than you plus God. And if you plug into that, then you will always win in whatever it is that you do whatever it is that you're trying for, whatever it is that you think is against you, whatever it is that you think is happening in your life, you plus God wins that. You plus God overcomes that. If you put him into you, then he overpowers anything else that's coming against you. And I think that that's the first thing into finding yourself and working on yourself is understanding that he is the center of all that we have He is the creator of all that we do. What we are plugging into in the matrix of our purpose, he's already determined what that is. So to figure out what that is is to find out who he is and know that you're more than enough for whatever that is because he called you to it. And if he called you to it, he will bring you through it. Amen. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I always knew it would be. I always tell people when Shay comes on the show, make sure you tune in. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Seriously. I am so honored yes. that you that you um, even think to have me on here. So I really appreciate you, and I think that your show is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Journey into Passion with Anike S. on Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And, of course, you have been listening to the incredible outreach and outreach director and power speaker, Shay Hood. And I just hope that you really took the nuggets from this show. There have been a lot of real nuggets in this show. And I hope that you got some information that will inspire you to take the necessary next step towards realizing your passions and understanding that if you feel like you're losing your way and you're stuck or you feel like nothing's working out, all is not lost. Your passion is a part of you. So it's a roadmap back. Use it. Make sure you understand your who and your why. Who am I? Why did I start this in the first place? Use that as a roadmap. If you get lost, that will help you find your way to get back. And then you get that confirmation that you are on the right right journey. And sometimes you need to change your direction. If you don't understand that, be quiet, be listening, listen to God. He will help you with that. Don't forget to catch up with Billy Jones and BJ Speaks. He won't be on tomorrow, but he's show you can catch up on the lineup. Keep up with the ladies of Keeping Up With K-Pop, K-pop every other Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for listening to all of our shows and being a part of the Everyday Folks family. We really appreciate you. Today's show, The Passion Project, Finding You. Find yourself in that passion. Don't don't forget you are a part of the passion. It's a part of who you are. So keep that going. Don't give up. Don't give up. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. As always, I wish you great success on your journeys into your passions. Take good care of yourselves. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.